Hi, beauty. I'm so grateful you were led to this podcast. I'm your host, Miranda. Hi. I'm a wife, coach, and mom to four world changers. And this is the Recalibrating Hearts podcast. It's my heart that in this space, you would encounter the love of the Father and receive downloads, revelations, and solutions for partnering with God in your breakthrough. You'll also hear how we're building our family, powerful prayers and declarations for you, and ways to incorporate natural solutions for whole health. I think it's time to normalize spiritual breakthrough and walk in freedom with whole hearts. Holy Spirit, you get full permission to recalibrate our hearts. Let's go. Hi, everyone. On today's episode, we're finishing up a three-part series of Big Business Energy with Whitney Barbary, my personal business coach. She is a six-figure business coach, and her days are spent showing entrepreneurs how to build wildly successful online businesses by blending self-mastery and big business. Enjoy the show. Like, like, I'm like, amen, drop. I'm like, fireballs. Fireballs. Because you're uncomfortable. I have to change who I am. No, why don't you go get into therapy? Oh, wait, you can't. Because your church teaches we don't do that. Help me. Help me. Help me. Literally. It's like, actually, I mean, we could get in that conversation. They actually did have a therapist at the church. And she was actually a witch. And I called it because I'm a prophetic. I knew it along. I mean, it wasn't my place to say anything because they weren't going to hear me. I said- but I had my first women's, she was, and she's no longer at the church. She left, like something went down with her after I left. I just caught it by little birds told me, but I knew it way on early in. And the interesting thing was I had a women's conference a couple of years in a row and then COVID happened. And I just never brought it back after that. But the first year I had it, I had it at the church because that's where I was going. And I paid, they charged me full price to have my event at the church. Wouldn't even let me book a date until I paid my deposit. And I was the worship leader. I was like, okay, whatever. But anyways, the woman that was the therapist that I was like, she's a witch. I know it, mm-hmm. but whatever. I'm not telling you guys, because you don't want to hear anything from me. Um, but I had to go. She was also the, they called her like the event coordinator, but the church did let people, you could rent that. It's a beautiful, it was like an old, I don't remember if it was like an old Catholic church or an old Presbyterian church, but they, they had only been in that church like 10 years. It was a beautiful church. So they were letting people rent it. And just anyone in the city could rent the facility mm-hmm. because maybe it, it used to have a school in it as well. It was a very interesting building. So there was like a cafeteria. So anyways, anybody could rent it. So they did have like an event coordinator because people were always running the building for weddings and stuff. So I had to go through her. And when I tell you for like nine months of me planning this conference, she tried to sabotage me at every turn. And I kept, but it was one of those things where it was so like, when you have that prophetic gifting yeah, and you're yeah. like, no, 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 I see what she's doing, yeah, but yeah. you can't like prove it on paper. Like I'm trying to point it out to the pastor and it just, and it, and it did make me look petty. Cause it's like, no, no, but I can, I know you guys can't see it, but I'm telling you, this is why she's doing it this way. They just never got it. And I just remember thinking, they're not going to get it. Mm. So we're doing this thing full steam ahead. And she's not, I just knew like, she's not going to be able to, she won't be able to ruin it, but it was just so fascinating to watch her like subtly, very, like this man, very covertly try to bring this. And I mean, I'm talking like bring this thing down from, but I knew I was like, because Mm. the Jezebel spirit wants to shut up the prophetic. That's what Jezebel did Mm -hmm. the Bible. Of course she wants to shut this up. Mm. And you probably, because I know you, you probably are attracting people 
with a very prophetic gifting or are discerners, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm not a seer yet, mm-hmm. yet. I don't see, but I discern. Yeah. And I've always had discernment my entire life. And yeah. I didn't realize that's really what it was. Yeah, so right. This recent, you know, bout with Jesus, I came back and I really got into like the supernatural and I was like, oh, that's why I've always felt like I could read people. Yeah. I can't, I can't, it's just, it's just, I have this gift of discernment and it's very powerful. And I've, my husband will tell you, I've never been wrong. Yeah. It was hard for him when we first got married. Cause on the surface, it does look like I'm being judgmental or petty because I don't have proof of things that I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm telling you, babe, yep. I'm telling you. And yep. then later on, six months later, that person would do something crazy. And I'd be like, I told you, I told you, I told you there was something off with that person. I told you. So now yes. he does listen to me. Cause I'm like, anytime I've said something no. about someone, have I ever been wrong? And he's like, nope. I'm like, I know. Yes. I, sometimes I know things I don't want to know. And I pick up on vibes. I don't want to pick up on. I'm like, can I just not feel no, things? Um, but I think it's me being in this industry and for your listeners, it's like, you have to trust yourself. You're going to have to have your own back. If you feel like God speaks to you more intuitively and they're just nudges and they're just knowings, we don't, it's not always the way we want to learn it, but sometimes it is like, you just have to go with the nudge and you're not going to be right every time. But those lessons are also, and it's like, God's not mad at us because he knows our heart. If you're genuinely like, God, I really thought that's what that nudge was. He's not upset about that. You tried, but I think that's how we learned here as voice. Cause we're like, yeah, that wasn't it. You (laughs) learned that way. Or sometimes you're like, I nailed that. That was for sure. It, I did hear him. Yeah, totally. You're just, but you have to be able to have your own, your own back on it. When you're very prophetic or very discerning people, they don't get it because on the surface, they're not seeing what you see and they're not going to get it. Yes. And you're just going to have to stop needing other people to get it. You you have to. You know, and not judging them for not getting it. That's something I really had to work. It was hard because my husband isn't super discerning, um, as much as I am. So sometimes it was hard because I'm just like, what do you mean you don't see it? Like, why? No, like what you can't judge them. It's your gift. Yeah. It's not theirs. Yeah. They have their own gifts. That's good. That's you have, we have to stop needing people to get it. And I find that we do that even with like wanting to make career moves, wanting to make moves in our businesses, ministry, anything. It's like, if you feel the nudge and you're feeling really convicted in that you have to move with it and you have to stop needing other people to get it. It's like, we need, but we're like, I need my husband to approve and I need to run it by my pastor. And we're like looking for confirmations from 15 people. And I'm like, But if you do that, you're going to thwart your own plan because they're not going to see what you see. I'm not saying just be out there rogue and never have anyone that you answer. I mean, we could get in another conversation about thinking you have to go to our pastor for everything and he has to write off on everything. That's that's another conversation we could be having, but it's, I'm like, no, stop needing your mom to get it and your brother and your sister and your pastor. Like it's not their vision. God didn't give them. You're asking them to proofread something and God didn't give them the vision. Yeah. You know, that saying, like, I didn't come up with it. I think some of my clients, I'm like, no, 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 I didn't come up with that, but don't let blind people proofread your vision. They're not saying they're blind because they're bad people. It's God didn't give them the vision. And you're saying, does this look okay? And they don't have any context for it. I'm like, don't do that. No, you have to trust yourself and you have to be willing to have your own back, whether you get it right or you get it wrong. And that's something I think a lot of women aren't willing to do. Yeah. Even if you thought you followed the nudge and it didn't go the way you planned, are you willing to have your own back on it and say, I did the best I could at the time. And I thought that's what God was telling me to do. It's not that we don't own up to like, no, right. I got it wrong, but I will have my own back on something. I'm like, well, that didn't go the way I thought. I'm still going to have my own back on. I'm going to be yep. And I would still do it again. Cause I did the best I could at the time with what I had. That's what I thought I was supposed to do. That's good. I don't. Yeah. I think it's just 
That's good. You have to trust yourself and you have to trust your nudges. If you are more of a discerner and you're more yeah. of like an intuitive person, because your intuition, your gut, whatever you want to call it, it's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And for some of us, God's not giving us audible. He doesn't speak to me that way. Mm. He doesn't. I'm not someone where I'm like, I woke up at one o'clock in the morning and then God very audibly said this thing to me. I'm like every once in a while he does. Mine's more like, I felt this. I just feel yeah, like, like this a- is what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Yeah like a influencer or whatever. And you're, you know, a couple of things came to mind and I actually, I'm like, well, we might need to do two things. Cause I have church. It's <laughs> funny. Here's me. I have church to serve at in a little bit. Yeah. So we're going to talk about your, no, I do the camera, but anyway, the point is, but I need to, to mention a few things because one thing you said recently, I don't remember when you posted this, but it's really important for me to share that or for people to hear this to, I think you said, Holy spirit told you to protect your power or protect your energy. Yeah. Okay. Remember, well, th- well, something like protect the importance yeah. of it. not talking about the pastor. I want to talk about examples is that was like going to create a whole thing, of codependency, which you said needing a lot. You said needing permission, needing permission. Yeah. So codependency comes up. Cause I was like, dude, they were trying to create codependency, which is so dangerous. It's so you can't do yeah. business well with being codependent. Like you're not codependent. Okay. So I can, and I love the opposite of codependent is interdependency. And I've been working on unraveling in that in my own life. But two things that came to mind is one thing you shared recently was protect your power. And Holy Spirit's told me that with my kids, protect their power and glory, whatever. But you said, man, I just get like bumps because you said one time you said, protect your power. And then the codependency thing Mm, that was about to create this codependency thing. Like I'm just listening to your story and I'm like, what if you would have, I'm not going there, but what if you would have let that happen? Whitney, and then what? And then you don't, so these, I, I love that these women are hearing, my listeners are hearing, it's okay actually to walk through the fire. You walk through the fire and yeah. you came out, dude, like even better, right? Than you went in, like even, yeah. like what a story of redemption. Like it does my, like, it's so beautiful to hear because t- testimony, of course, means God do it again. And there's hope for you guys listening. There's hope if you've been through a lot of this turn to church hurt and not in a bad way. I trust the Lord, not yeah. a lot. I trust the Lord to show what he wanted to do here. Yeah. Some do people, you're not alone in the church hurt, but it needed to be brought to the surface. Like a, yeah. wound, like a wound needed to. Yeah. That's what I did is when I was life coaching. And the interesting thing was, so I, did a lot of my, so people that I learned a lot from were, um, Justin and Abby Stumval, um, oh, out of Bethel. I love them. And they talk about this all the time. It's like, and here's the thing I want to make clear. I love the church. Yeah. I was even yep. thinking about that before we got on. Cause these conversations usually come up with me. I'm like, I'm not anti-church. I actually love the church as yep, in the body. Totally. I love the church, mm-hmm. but these things are happening a lot in a lot of churches. And people are not being given the tools to heal from them or acknowledge that they even happened. So I'm like, for me, I'm like, I can talk about those things now from that church. I'm like, I don't have ill will towards, I mean, I don't want anything to do with them. Like I'm not there. That's a boundary for me. You're not coming back in my life ever, but I don't hate them. I don't feel ill will. I don't get charged when I talk about it now, two years ago, could I have talked about it? No, it would have been really hurtful, but now I'm like, no, 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 I've healed from it. But I think it's just giving people the validation and permission to acknowledge yeah. maybe someone in a church did hurt you. It doesn't even mean that they're terrible people, but mm-hmm. not giving ourselves permission to acknowledge this hurt me or this experience in this church was actually traumatizing. Like you're allowed to say that it was, yeah. and it's allowed to be your story. And no one's allowed to tell you that you don't have it because I think that teaches us not to hear ourselves and listen, and hear our own voice and protect our energy as we're like, oh, that happened a year ago. Shouldn't you let it go? No, I have let it go. 
but it's my story and I get to talk about it if I want. Like, if you didn't want me to talk about it, then don't give me something to talk about. You know, it's like, and I think we're just not allowed to yeah, have those things. And I think that's why when you come to my spaces, you say you feel a lot of safety. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not going to let someone be a victim in my space, right? Like you can't come in my space and be a victim. And we're not, I'm not here for you guys to emotionally dump all your trauma on each other. That's not what we're doing, but we're allowed to have our experiences. We're allowed to have pain. We're allowed to be hurt. We're allowed to have human experiences. I'm going to stop it. We're allowed to have a human experience. No, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm glad you brought that up because in your space, I've experienced that we're allowed to have experiences. You, you worded it perfectly. Like, I'm like, how did you, that just nailed it. You're, we're allowed to have experiences. And especially I have multiple trauma background, CTP, PTSD, blah, blah, blah. And, and the Lord knew, like, I needed your space to see that all that stuff doesn't have to hold me back. And like, you really don't allow your clients to stay in their stories. And I've never, I was like, what is it? Like, Lord, I I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, what is it? Well, how is she able to move forward? And I just couldn't figure out the words of you don't allow them to stay in their, uh, not allow there. It's better to not stay in your story. Like they'll probably peace out of your world, but they do. Yeah. Like people have tried to stay in their stories in my space and if they're really not ready to heal and change and they actually yeah. want to remain a victim, they don't stay in my space very long. Allow is the right word. I don't allow people's stories to exist in my space. We're going to acknowledge them and I will validate them for you, but we don't allow, I don't allow people to unpack and live there. It's not healthy. We're not doing that. Right. And I'm in the inner healing world where we unpack yeah. it, but it's a tricky, it's super tricky. And yeah. so like, but you're still doing the same thing I'm doing though. You wouldn't yeah. like the reason you're so passionate about inner healing is because you don't want people living in that space. Yeah. If they don't get the inner healing, they are living in it. Yeah. So yeah, I get it. That's what I was doing. And I've been through inner healing myself. I've, you know, I was doing inner healing really when I started my business, I've done all the deliverance trainings and all that. I mean, so I'm saying like, no, you do the same thing, Yes. but but it's different in your space. You're not going to be as like, right. I can be a little rough sometimes, but, but I'm in a different context than you, right? Yours is going to be a little bit different calling people out of their stories because of the work that you do. And it's important for me to see though, like you're the I'll call, yeah. I'll call activator. I'll just yeah. call you activator. I don't know why, but like you activate them and, yeah. and just appreciate. And I want somebody to hear like, and I love that we have trauma and we can, we can like Chris Valentine, I think says, don't like lay down and camp out there, like keep yeah. moving forward in the valley of the shed, whatever. But with you, you activate it. And I just felt like that was super heart healing to me to be like, dude, she's been there and now she's here. And your story in your life is just a testimony of just like freedom and authenticity. And we can't, like, if we get into a body, that'll be like for 45, (laughs) but basically, um, look at what, look what you look, what the Lord has done, but also how you like take action and the activator. And uh, so Mm -hmm. I just appreciate if anyone's looking like, I mean, there's so much I could say, but if anybody's looking for a coach, that's like, you won't let you see in your story, but like you get permission to to make money, you get permission. And you also feel like there's just a safety net in a good way, not a safety net in an enabling crap. Okay. Not ah. as codependent safety net in like interdependency and like you, the value and just the, I just appreciate the activator that you are. So Thank I feel you. like, is there anything else to say on that? Because I don't know how to close the, this because people are questions right now. People are like, but tell me, but tell, you I know, know, they're like, like, wait, I, I really, yeah. I mean, I, I do believe, like I said, I, I believe I went through my story because hmm. I was supposed to, I mean, I won't, I'm not super down this rabbit hole. I'm still trying to feel out how I feel about it, but 
you know, human design, I'm not going to get into the whole conversation because again, I'm not sure how I feel about it yet, but I do find it ironic that when someone explained to me what my human design was, so I have a six, two in my human design personality wise. And part of the sixth line, cause you can be any one of these, they, they it's a whole thing, but you just basically have a number that goes with your personality, kind of like the Enneagram. That's how the, the lines work. So in my six though, I thought, well, if this isn't of God, this is eerily very accurate. So part of anyone that has a, a six in their human design, you basically, your life is segmented in three parts. And the first 30 years of your life, you're not seen as like a mentor or because you're basically having a lot of life experiences that are going to teach you everything. So, so from when you're born up until year 30, from what I understand, you're basically doing your own thing and experiencing life and making probably a lot of really bad decisions and experiencing a lot of crazy things. And then I think it's like from 30 to like age 50, you actually go from being very extroverted to really introverted. And they call it like, I think they call it your like rooftop moment where you're kind of just sitting on the rooftop and you're just, you're just processing everything you experienced in your first 30 years of life. And like, who do I want to be now? And what does all that mean for me? And what lessons am I taking from that? And then 50 on, you're basically now seen as like the sage. Mm-hmm. And I'm, well, that would make sense. Cause I was like, I'm about to be 39 and I got divorced my 30th year of life. And I, and that was the point that God said, are you done? Cause we have things to do. That might be the one and only time God very audibly spoke to me. Yeah. I'm sitting on a kitchen floor. I had just went through my husband's phone. That was the whole situation. We were stationed yep. in Fort Campbell. I was away from my family and God said, are you done? Because we have things to do. And I was like, I am done. This is not getting me where I want. So I, yeah, I think for me, just understanding, like, Mm. I think I had to have those experiences and while out and do, because my brother did not do any of this. My brother did stayed on the straight and narrow. Why? We had the same upbringing. Why are we, why did I be crazy? Because I had to be crazy. I had to, I really had to have all of that experience to now be where I am in this age, like where I can just mentor and be relatable and people can learn from my story and from my experiences I think from my relatability yeah yeah I, I think that's where people get I think people come into my world to get a lot of permission yeah, whether I, I give it to that. them verbally or they yep. get it from my vibe and my energy and just yep. being they feel permission I was just gonna say that you like took the words out of my mouth I was like relatability and permission and yep. like People need it so bad. Even if it's permission to heal, permission to be free, permission to make money, permission to all the things like, ah, permission to- Because I needed it. And it took me years. I was looking for someone to give me permission. And finally I was like, I have to give it to myself. It was almost like that wilderness moment where I was like, oh, you're just, you're just going to have to give the permission to yourself. But then when God said, you need to create the spaces you wished you had. Now other people don't have to go find permission within themselves. They actually will have someone that does love Jesus and can also help them find that permission. Oh, come on. I mean, this is, I don't know. I just, I have to call, I have to call man. I know, but I'm just like, but there's more wait for now. And I just wanted to say thank you for your time. And I think so, um, so many people, um, yeah, I'll tell them in the notes and everything else where to find you and get hold of you. And I'll get that from you later, but I really just in closing, um, I just, I want to honor what you've created for us and all your clients. I'm sure it's, it's neat to feel I'm accepted by being for being me and like yeah. even wherever I start, like not making as much money and not making this or not doing this, but just that there's testimony in your life and mm-hmm. hope to where you can get where we want to go. 
and especially walking alongside the Lord, but the safety of your container. So yeah, Thank you, Whitney, appreciate You're you. Welcome. Okay. We're going to peace out now. Bye. Okay. What an amazing interview. I just want to follow up with a few things here because before I've not, haven't done an extra on the podcast and I thought, you know, I don't like that, how unfinished it feels. So part one didn't have one. And you know what? I'm learning as I go, like, you know, along this whole journey and I'm three years into podcasting and still learning. Actually, we're all lifelong learners, are we not? I love the part she shared of, are you done? God saying, are you done? Because we have things to do. I mean, just let that settle. Here's a few things to let settle. Can we just honor our process? Goodness, can we surrender it to the Lord? Some some takeaways I've had was just permission, giving yourself permission or being in a container where there's permission to just be who you are and be ourselves, right? And build amazing businesses. Now you might be listening and you might not be called or feel called to build amazing businesses, but I want to remind you, beloved, that building a family literally is like a business or that's what I feel. Um, we're building families. You might just be building your life, but we're all building something. We are builders. And I really encourage you to just, as you listen to these episodes and listen to what you're listening to and picking up pieces and spitting out what doesn't work for you and journaling, especially with 2024 right around the corner, that this is, I really encourage you that this is a season. I feel, I feel strong and strongly, I should say, this is a season of building. What are you building? And what are you going to be building? What do you plan to build now into 2024 that you'll reap the fruit of in 2025 in the years to come? Because this is kingdom is about sowing and reaping seed time and harvest, right? So what are you building, beloved? And I don't, again, might look at your life and see you're building family. Listen, you are significant and what you believe changes the world. Just like I share with my kids, what they believe changes the world, what they say changes the world, you are significant. And I hope that those episodes blessed you. I know you had some takeaways. There's a way to connect with Whitney if you want. She's on Instagram. She's on Facebook and WhitneyBarbary.com. Super easy, easy to find. But if we could just take a minute and give ourselves permission to be amazing and build amazing businesses, can I get an amen? So as always, would you please share this episode, leave an honest review, um, tell your friends about it, whatever you can do to get us in front of more people. I so bless you and honor you for that. And I appreciate you guys so much. And just thank you until next time.